Well, if you remember last year, on this day, I focused on our first reading, the image of this river flowing forth from the temple of God, which is an image of the church, an image of the mystical body of Christ. And in that image, symbolically shadowed forth, you have three sacraments. You've got baptism, you've got Eucharist, and you've got the sacrament of reconciliation. Baptism is seen simply because it's water flowing forth from the temple. The Eucharist is seen because the trees that grow on the side of the, of the river are for nourishment and eating. And that's what the Eucharist does for us. It takes the life of God that we've received in baptism and it helps it grow. But the third sacrament that's indicated symbolically by this image is confession. Because it says that the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And that's what confession is. Confession is a sacrament for healing. We have life that's been given to us through baptism. We nourish it with the Eucharist. When it's damaged or killed, we go to the medicine cabinet, as it were, of the confessional. And there's healing life that comes through that. Now this Wednesday, tomorrow, is the Diocesan Day of Mercy. And uh, we should all be encouraged to take advantage of this Professional hours are going to be here from 4 o'clock to 7.30. And uh, encourage our friends, our family, children, grandchildren to, to come to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Extremely important sacrament. The health of any given local community is very much contingent upon how frequently this sacrament is celebrated. There's no doubt about it. So please spread the word. Now, in connection to this uh, sacrament... I'd like to draw our attention to the gospel uh, today. We have this healing of this guy, and he's a cripple. Now, if you'll recall, this past Sunday, we had the story of the healing of the man born blind. So you've got two different people with two different ailments. Okay? I want to draw your attention to something very, very important about the cause or the reason for which these guys had their respective ailments. In the beginning of our text on Sunday, the disciples asked Jesus, Teacher, why, what, who sinned that this man would be born blind? Whose, whose sin is responsible as the cause of this guy's ailment? And Jesus actually says, well, it's not because of any one person's sin. It's not because of sin. God permitted this tragedy to come about, this kind of genetic deformation in this guy. God permitted that to take place. Okay, now actually it would be a result indirectly of original sin, but in any event, God permitted that to take place so that there would be an opportunity for God to be glorified. Okay, so it wasn't the man's sin, it wasn't the man's parents' sin, alright, it wasn't a consequence of sin. So we learn from that passage something very important. Sometimes tragedies, ailments, so forth and so on, come about, and it's not a result of any personal sin that we've committed or our parents or whatever. Okay, our immediate parents, at least. Now, in today's gospel, Jesus says something kind of different and also important. He says right at the end, he says, Look, you're well. Don't sin anymore so that nothing worse may happen to you. Now, this man who had been crippled for 38 years, from what Jesus says to him, the implication is that actually his ailment was a result of his sin. Okay, So it's very important to know that that sin has temporal consequences. Sometimes negative things happen to us. We might feel like we're being punished by God. It's not a punishment for sin. Other times, something bad happens to us, 
And in fact, it is uh, a, a, the result of God's justice. It is a consequence of the bad things that we have done. So sin brings with it guilt and negative consequences. It's very important to distinguish those two things. The guilt can be forgiven, but the negative consequences can remain. All right? So now when it comes to the sacrament of baptism, baptism takes away both. All right? The temporal consequences and also the guilt. The sacrament of reconciliation, though, you see, that, that's baptism. We have a clean, clean start, and God holds us to very high standards of behavior uh, as baptized disciples of his son, Jesus. But after we're baptized, if we commit a serious sin and lose the life of God that was given to us uh, in baptism, or if we commit a venial sin and we diminish the life of God, whatever kind of sin it is that we commit, there's also temporal consequences for it. And in the sacrament of reconciliation, the the uh, the guilt is remitted. The temporal consequences, to an extent, are also remitted to the degree to which we are truly sorry, to the degree to which we're truly penitent, to the degree to which we really purpose to change our lives and to live lives of repentance. But it's not totally clean slate. There can be there can be continued negative consequences. Now I know. In my personal life, this is an incredible motive for me to get to the sacrament of reconciliation on a regular basis. I have sinned many serious sins in my life. Many, many serious sins in my life. Tons. And uh, after my baptism, I was baptized in an infant. Okay, So I know I need to do penance for my sins. I trust God because I've, I go to confession on a regular basis that my guilt is remitted. Nonetheless... There are consequences for my sins. I need to live a life of penance. Now, one of the ways I can kind of take care of these negative temporal consequences is by taking advantage of indulgences. Now, that's a whole separate homily in and of itself to talk about what an indulgence is. But an indulgence essentially takes care not of the guilt, but of the temporal consequences of our sin. But here's another way, and this is more pertinent to what we're speaking about at hand. Here's another way that we can take care of those temporal consequences. Go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. The penance that the priest gives you in the Sacrament of Reconciliation is sacramental penance. And it's way more effective for undoing the negative temporal consequences of our sins than any kind of penance that we could ever assign to ourselves of our own free will. Okay, so I'm doing penance we're all doing penance, hopefully, this Lenten season. That's very helpful in diminishing the negative temporal consequences of our sins. But it's way more effective when the priest gives us a penance to do, and we do it because it's sacramental penance. And it's so much more powerful and spiritually valuable before God Almighty. So it's a great gift. It's a very, very great gift uh, for people like myself who have committed many sins in their life and have, as a result of doing so, a lot of debt to pay off. I take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation. I'm very, very grateful for it. I'm working it off right now so I don't have to work it off after I die, Lord willing. Okay, and that's all in God's hands. And we approach that with, with great humility and with great gratitude for all the means that God has given to us 
to save our souls and to live with him for eternity uh, in happiness.